This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Potley Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, as usual, great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the past two weeks of Caps games that we'd missed uh, due to me being on vacation. It was, good, it was a good vacation, by the way, Polly. Thanks for asking. Well, you know, I'm jealous, so <laughs> I was working and right. had COVID. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So uh, you had COVID and had to work. Uh, that sucks. And you were quarantined away from your whole family, um, except for the dogs. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what smart ass thing to say. You reap what you sow? I don't know. I mean, I do I? I'm, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I wear a mask in public. Like, come on. I know. And the, the crazy part is that you're the only one. So... So Caps fans, um, you know, just a little background. Polly gives me a ride to the airport and I'm happily on vacation, like day three. And he's like, oh, I have COVID. You text me, you tell me you have COVID. And I'm like, oh, that's great. We were just in a car with you for like an hour. And so big old, so a bunch of at-home tests were taken and it ends up you literally were the only one. Your wife didn't have it. Nobody else you knew had it. Just you. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky Dude, me. If that's not if, if that's not so par for the course, I don't really know what it is, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was um <clears throat> it was a wonderful surprise. <laughs> so how how bad was it? You said it was just like a cold. Yeah. I mean, it was just like the worst cold I've ever had. Plus my lungs felt weird, but really. So like what happened with like your lung like you could you, was it hard for you to breathe? Yeah, breathing was just a little tougher. So it was like you could take the breath, but the oxygen just wasn't getting there. Yeah, like I had an an, an inhaler that cleared things up a little bit. Okay. Gotcha. So you went to the doctor and they gave you extra stuff to like help you cope? Well, it's actually something I had left over from another time I was sick, but they said it would help, so just used it. Oh, nice. Okay, so they literally were like, no new drugs, just use like the old drugs that you have laying around your house. Yeah, well, I used it without consulting them. I just was like, yeah, I'll use it. <laughs> so, I, uh... Alright. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just said to use, stay hydrated and take ibuprofen. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Alright, let's pop some tabs and get right into this. All right. One, two, three. Uh, Caps fans, if you're still with us, again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, generally, this would be like our segment-based stuff, but again, we've lost two weeks, so we just kind of want to give you the lay of the land, I think, more. Just kind of break down a few games, some stuff that we saw, uh, how the Caps performed post-trade deadline, um, which, you know, I think that they were really catching steam previous uh, you know, or catching catching momentum previous to the trade deadline, then they made the trade deadline, did some stuff, got Mojo into the lineup, and it's been pretty damn good uh, overall. You know, I don't, we haven't gotten blown out by any games. We've lost a couple, but I think it's only been two since Brian McClellan basically came out and said, we don't think that this team is a second tier top contender we're a second tier middle contender uh, i don't know what kind of tiers setup this dude's got in his head but i kind of agree i mean i agree with what he's saying that we're not a serious contender um basically in so many words is what he said and then uh i think that the, the locker room responded to that um and i think they did it well what do you think Polly? yeah i mean march has been pretty awesome for the capitals it's yeah. been fun to watch after the struggles they had coming into the new year. Absolutely. Um, I got to give a quick shout out to uh, AJ Howard, longtime Caps Chirp fan and Hockey Troll fan. Basically, um, his, I'm his you know muse. I'm his number one uh, 
hockey follow, I think, honestly. So uh, he sent me a, a goal getter shirt that he'd got from uh, um, from a, uh, a lightning game that he attended. And I told him I'd wear it on a pod, and I haven't yet. But it's the only piece of merch that's not a Washington Capitals uh, shirt, like attire. So I'm going to have to uh, rock that out probably next week when we record. Um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool shirt. I sent him in exchange something that I got from the Penguins game uh, that I attended in, in, uh, in, what was it, I guess, whenever we went in and kicked the shit out of him in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh. So, nice. It was a, they actually, the, I will say this, the Penguins giveaway was pretty nice. It was like, it's like a six-pack holder, cooler thing, like made out of that, like supposed to be, like what koozies are made out of, like the nice koozies. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he probably came out a little bit ahead on that one, but the shirt's still cool. So, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about the Washington Capitals. So, where does this even start, Polly? Like, what game? All the way back on the ninth? <clears throat> the eighth, Calgary. Oh, shit. Yeah, the 8th. So it was a back-to-back with Edmonton, though. Um, the Caps end up winning this game 5-4. to four. Um, Any kind of, like, broad takeaways from this? I mean, I know it's so hard to remember. Jesus. I, I can't remember what I'm doing, like, on an hour-to-hour basis. So going back almost 20 days is tough. Yeah, I mean, the, no, the Flames came out and jumped on the Caps, but you know, the Caps stuck with it and... Um, getting getting the win in this game was pretty big because they're, you know, like we were talking about on Monday's episode, they're a good team that's been hot lately. And, uh, you know, not only all of that, this is when Ovi tied Yager for third all-time. In goals, nice. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> you know, Ovi's being Ovi, doing his stuff as far as – uh scoring goals as he always does. Um, and you know, it's just, it, it continually amazes me how much he can bury. Um, and as of late, he's been sniping from his office. So these aren't just like garbage goals or anything crazy or anything like easy, if you will, easy, uh, goals in the NHL. Right. I mean, they're very quintessential Ovechkin goals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he definitely had to get creative to get his goals at the end of last season, earlier in this season, and he's he's getting back to just blasting them by. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and <clears throat> we talked about Anthony Mantha, who has come back from his long-term injury and made an immediate impact. He scored in this game. Great to see. And then Dowd, who's currently injured, um, so, you know, pre pre deadline we were like don't touch the fourth line well as fate would have it Haglin takes an eye injury in practice and he's been he's been holed up um Dowd I think it's a lower body is that right uh he's out for some sort of pretty serious injury so the fourth line is 100% in tatters right now the only one that's still there is Garnet Hathaway yeah, and that's being filled by AJF and Connor Sheary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, Thar has been hurt. Uh, I mean, just the revolving door for the Washington Capitals anymore. Thing, uh, a you know a big long injury list. But with COVID and with this aging team, we're definitely seeing a little bit more. I am reading that Dowd is somewhat close, but. During this game, or during the uh, <clears throat> uh, the game that that's a little bit later, uh, you know, on the nineteenth, which we'll get to, uh, we, we'll we'll talk about that as when the injuries actually happen. But at this point in the timeline, on the eighth, Dowd scores. Calgary gets a late goal from Lindholm, but it didn't matter as the Caps held on. Um, Ovi had two goals. He tied Yager for third all time as we just, as we covered. And then, you know, Mantha and, uh, Mantha and Dowd chipped in as well. So good team win, huh? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for people who weren't aware or still aren't aware of why Ovi received such a, a the reception that he did on this West Coast trip, um, Canadians, there's a very large Ukrainian descent within Canada. And, you know, in Calgary and Edmonton, Edmonton especially, he was being booed every time he touched the puck. And, um, you know, so I found a, a few things just to let people know why it was happening there more than somewhere else. You know, so obviously amidst the Ukrainian and Russian war going on, the people with Ukrainian descent, uh, Canada has a 1.4 million people with Ukrainian descent, second wow. to only Russia, um, and that's per The Guardian. And then a lot of the Ukrainian immigrants, when they came to Canada, they settled in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta. Um, and it, you know, because it's similar to some of their old uh, semi-wooded places in Ukraine, and that was from Sask today. And just to bring it all home, 370,000 people of Ukrainian descent in Edmonton. Uh, and that, that came from an article uh, from the, the CBC. And they were just saying why he got that kind of reception. So, interesting. Um, you know, the, and, you know, they did a, a 50 50 that night for a fundraiser to help Ukraine, and they got over $1.3 million that night. Whoa. So, that is the main reason why the West Coast trip up to Canada was so tough for Ovi and why he was receiving absolutely zero love from the fans. Um, you know, with, with all the, the, I, I mean, I'll say misguided criticism of Ovi with all it going on. That's why he was being treated that way in the Western provinces of Canada. Interesting. And, and from that time to now, we now know that like Ovechkin didn't change his Instagram profile picture because, <clears throat> you know, he was afraid for his family and I guess his wife, I don't know if they're still there, but some of his like immediate family are, are over in Russia right now. So, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's a shitty situation, but, you know, to put all this negative light or this kind of shade on Ovi, I think it's a bit unfair um, because I really don't look at Russian media, Russian like sports sponsorship, Russian influencers to be truly in control of their own political views. Yeah. I guess to sum it up. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to dwell on that, but I just wanted to, if people weren't, just wanted people to know why it was more intense there. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but, of course, uh, we roll into Edmonton the very next day on the 9th, and we lose it in an overtime loss, which sucks because it was Backy's 1,000th point. Of course we spoil. Of course the Washington Capitals spoil Backy's night, right? Of course. Yeah. Of, of fucking course. It's ter it sucks to say, but, you know, um, it sucks to see it, but, you know, is it really surprising? Probably not. <laughs> um, you know, scoreless first period in that game. We thought he had it on a um, on a assist early on, but it was called off after review, probably for some stupid offsides bullshit. <clears throat> and then he got the first goal of the game. The Oilers responded by ending the second two one. Uh, Osh babe, a rare a rare staple in the Caps lineup nowadays, scored in the third, and the Oilers scored again. Um, looks like they were going to. Uh, going to uh, win this one in regulation, but then, oh, she, did he show, he scored again with two seconds remaining? I didn't get to catch the end of this one. Yeah, he did. He so scored two goals. One. Two goals in that game by Osh. Um, and over time, though, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, do I need to say more? Like, stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> McDavid, right. Dreisaitl, right? Um, they're insane. Um, so much open ice. I mean, Every team is put at a disadvantage playing against the Oilers in three on three overtime. Yeah, I mean that's one of the scariest three on three combos 
Yeah, seriously. Um, <clears throat> moving on to the 11th, Vancouver. It's a 4-3 overtime win. Now, this would you th- say, Polly, that this is probably, and especially with COVID, probably one of the hardest uh, legs of the season to do for the Caps? You know, you go out to Western Canada, you do a back-to-back against two pretty good teams, and then you end it with Vancouver two days later, all the way from home, all after doing the crazy... Uh, you know, COVID checks across each border and making sure everybody's like good and then having to come home, you know, all of that, right? Yeah, definitely. I think with what has gone on the last couple of years, this, uh, this road trip's got an extra bit of challenge thrown into it. Yeah. I mean, previously I would have said probably the LA trips are, I mean, the Los Angeles leg of the season is hard or just as hard than the Western Canada leg. But I think this season, with COVID and everything, uh, the Western Canada trips definitely got a leg up on, on California and in the Western U.S. Um, but we did pull out a win here in overtime. Uh, Kuz zeroing up two goals in the first, one even strength and one on power play. Uh, scoreless second, and then the Canucks came back and scored three goals in the third. Five minutes left on, on the power play, Kuzi tied the game. Uh, Lars Eller with the game-winning goal in overtime. Love to see it. Lynch in the Stanley, Stanley Cup, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, I believe that... So during this leg of the trip, Lars Eller, poor Lars Eller, left in Canada because of a COVID-positive uh, test. Correct? Like, yeah, he had to stay. Like, yeah. yeah, and the same thing happened when they went out west to California. Yeah, with, with Lars, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this dude does not travel well <laughs> during no. a pandemic. Uh, so, <clears throat> with that, um, we go to we go to Long Island. So we're back on the fifteenth. Uh, we're back home, uh, and Long Island comes to town. Rather, not we don't go to, uh, and that's a four to three shootout win. I mean, extra time seems to be a theme here. Uh, the past couple of games, past few games, really up to this point. Um, and we come out on top, feels good to, to win against uh, Barry Trotz in, in the aisles, I'm sure. Uh, even with Eller out and VTech in net, at this point, VTech seems to be the starter, the clear starter. Uh, five out of six uh, starter starts for him uh, to this point. Backstrom got a sweet acknowledgement from the fans, his first game back uh, since playing number 1,000 at home, and also a celebration for his 1,000th point. Um, uh, Caps came out, played pretty solid. few chances, uh, kept the Isles away from anything solid. I mean, the Islanders just have zero offensive punch, it seems, though they come out and score three goals on the Caps. You know, imagine that, the Washington Capitals, a turnaround point for another team. Um <clears throat> Mantha got the only goal in the first with assist by Kuzi and Shiri. I mean, the Kuznetsov revenge tour just continues to run strong. And Mantha off of injury is just chef's kiss, right? Yeah. He's been uh, so good. Yeah. Um, the Isles did score in, in Lavi challenge for goaltender interference and lost it. I mean, again, stop us if you've heard the league fucking over the Washington Capitals. Hmm. Uh, Paul Mary ended up making it 2-1. Uh, during this game, though, something notable, Axel Johnson Fialbi did get his first NHL goal to, with just under five minutes left. Uh, Kuzuin's face off to Ovi, grabs it backhand, forehand, snipe, um, and is now number three all-time during this game with 767 total goals scored. Why don't you tell us about this last this last uh, bullet point here? Well, Anders Lee, he forced OT, got a late goal for the uh, for the Isles, and we went to shootout. It took eight rounds. The only Caps goals were TJ Oshie and Mantha, but TJ's goal was just amazing. And Joe B on the call, just like he was, he was. As TJ's going in slow, he was like, hold, hold, hold. And I don't even know what he said, but he said... I think it was like execute. three... Yeah, it was like three, two, yeah. one, execute, and he fucking scored. 
Yeah. I mean, he, he shot right when he said execute. Um, and then, you know, the goalies were just bonkers during the shootout in Nantha with the winner in round number eight. It was, uh, it was fun. I mean, it was stressful, but it was, it was a fun shootout to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, two points, we can sacrifice one loser point to the aisles because they're literally in the basement of both the Metro and the league. Rolling into the 17th, uh, Caps take a trip west just a little bit into Columbus, and that was just an absolute gong show for the Caps. It's a 7-2 win. This was a game, you know, at this point in the season, uh, about 10 days ago, Columbus was somewhat in the mix. You know, if they would have won two-thirds of their games and the Caps went on a pretty bad uh, losing streak, the Columbus Blue Jackets could have... Uh, pretty handily and and with good with a good point gap, knocked the Washington Capitals out of playoff contention and got themselves into the last wild card spot with um, by the end of the season. So coming out with a statement game like this and getting this four point swing, uh, winning seven two was huge. Anthony Mantha again, you know you're going to hear him a lot <laughs> this episode. I hear about him a lot this episode, and hopefully we continue to talk about him and, and his great performance. A two goal first period. Uh, Martin Faviari scored a minute twenty into the second. Uh, him and Sprong were going to the net. Sprong kind of like mishandled it, and and Faviari just rifles it in. Uh, Bjorkstrand got Columbus on the board with a power play goal following. A Amantha unsportsmanlike penalty, which is a little weird. I'm not exactly sure the details around this. I'm, I, I I remember watching some of this game, but I think I missed this part. Well, do you know what Mantha did? He's talking I, shit. I, yeah, I mean, I think I think he said something to someone, and because I mean, I didn't really get a clear view of it when it was happening, and I, I don't think I had the volume on. But I mean, he was like near the net. He might have said something to the goalie, and the next thing I know, he was in the box. Weird. Huh. Um, Ovi got his 38th this season on this on a power play of this game, and Line scored early in the third, but then the Caps added three more for McMichael, Sheary, and Kuzi. Uh, the boys were trying to get Mantha the hat trick in the end, but he, he just couldn't get through it for, for, the, for the third. Um, kind of a weird game, but, uh, you know, uh, I think that it was, for large parts of the game, a little bit closer than a 7-2 win. Uh, final score indicates, but honestly, I would have been happy with a with a regulation win of any kind here. And we pulled. Yeah, it off. I mean, the Caps were just getting the bounces this game. It, th- this game was weird, and a lot of it was in favor of the Caps. Mm. Hey, it was one yeah. to savor. We're allowed to get. We're allowed to get some luck, right? Right. <laughs> uh, the next day. So this has been like a crazy month, very busy month, a lot of, a lot of back to back action going on. The very next day, uh, the Caps head down to Raleigh to battle the Canes. And this is a 4-3 shootout win. So Jesus, I mean, we've gotten two regulation in games that ended in regulation this entire March up to this point. Um, or since the ninth, at least first week in March. So the past couple of weeks have been riddled with oh, extra, extra hockey being played. Um, that's, you know, experience caps hockey, right? Always, always yeah, going into absolutely. extra time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so five minutes in, Canes take a lead here on the 18th. A few minutes later, Ovi threw the body and got hit in the face. Uh, delayed penalty. Kuzi snipes from an, this unreal angle. And a few minutes later, <laughs> America's ass, John Carlson, Gave the Caps a 2-1 lead. So a really great start. <clears throat> and then Trocek and, and Jarvis respond in the second with the only goals. So it becomes a tie game at this point. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The uh, this It becomes a, a Kane's lead, I believe, in the, in this point. At this point. Um, this Jarvis kid, man. I mean, he's come out of nowhere, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they're just stacked. Yeah. I know nothing about this guy, Jarvis, but he's got wheels and he was finishing um, all over the Washington Capitals. So uh, I guess just one more enemy to add to the list. Five minutes left in the third. Ovi nets another power play goal and uh, sent the game to OT. 
the only and I, I remember this dude like so when Ovi's setting up for his for his uh shootout shot you could just tell he was going to bury this and forehand backhand to the roof beauty um and then <laughs> he the selly of it was amazing as well so he the captain gets us into overtime overtime ends shootouts going through he the game's the game winners on his stick and he just comes down with all the confidence in the world and buries one and then in the celly he like does hand to ear like cups his hand to his ear to hear all the caps fans that were in rally i mean it sounded almost as loud as a home game for the washington capitals there yeah it was it was beautiful i mean it was it was an iconic moment <laughs> it was hilarious i fucking laughed very hard at this um and you know this was a chippy game, man. I mean, this these matchups are—I don't know. I mean, a couple years ago, the whole thing was like the Canes are going to be the Caps' new rival, but like you know, people were not into it. But like it or lump it, it's it's a thing. I mean, the the Canes are a uh, a definite rival of the Washington Capitals here, um, and there's really I don't know, not much else to say. Uh, they've established themselves as dominant in the Metropolitan Division as of right now. I think they have 93 points, um, which is a, yep, 93. It's a large gap between Pittsburgh, who just won tonight, like 11-2 to two against the fucking Red Wings. Like, come on, Detroit, you couldn't have done a little bit better there. Um, and they have 90 points, so damn it. You know, we just need New York to... to who has a game in hand on, on the Penguins to just start dropping them down the death chart, I would hope. Um, I don't think in a playoff series the Penguins match up very well against New York. I don't think a lot of teams match up very well against New York, so wouldn't mind to see them in a, in a easy out for, for uh, the Penguins uh, at the hands of New York once the playoffs start. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um but the Canes Caps matchups are always uh, are are becoming incredibly intense, physical, and uh, I think that there's some real hatred between these two teams now. What about you? Yeah, I mean they're uh, they've had a lot of close games, a couple playoff matchups against each other. I mean, you, know, you get familiar, you start to dislike each other. Right. Is that why you hate me, Polly? Because you're familiar with me? Yeah, I know too much about you. <laughs> well, you know, I, we will have to say that something that you should know too much about is DraftKings Sportsbook. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prize with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot of millions of dollars in total, total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just one dollar on any NHL team and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Twenty-one and older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank us later. Thank us later. <laughs> All right. Um, Three twenty. A day after my birthday. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, 30-year-old. 35, yeah, 35. Wow. I feel very old. Yeah, you look it. Thank you. I <laughs> I assume that you mean that I look very, very wise and defined in my in my advanced age. Um, you know, you, you can take it that way if you want. <laughs> All right, go fuck yourself. Um, <clears throat> anyways, on the 20th, we play the Stars, and this is a regulation loss, 3-2. to two. Uh, Holpe did not play, and this was at home, but he got a really nice video tribute, as he should, and was there in a suit, looking dapper, um, maybe a little misty-eyed after it. 
you know, it so sucks to not see Holpe like still on the Washington Capitals roster in the sentimental way. I understand why we did it and all this other bullshit, but man, um, talk about a goalie that that gave the Washington Capitals his absolute best years, and goddamn, were they dominant? You know? Yeah, they were. I mean, the save. I have it on the wall. I have it on the wall of the studio. Um, I mean it, and and not only that. I mean just. That was just a, such a weird year. And, I mean, think about all of the incredible playoff series that we'd had. I mean, there were there was a solid five years there when Holby was in net where it was never his fault. Uh, I don't think a lot of hockey clubs can say that. I, I mean, now obviously not, maybe not never, but I mean, the dude put together like a, some of the best hockey that I think a goalie can for the Washington Capitals and then he faltered a little bit and then Grubauer came came out and, and helped out and then Holtby ended it up ended as ended the series and ended the cup win as as he should um and uh I mean can't say enough about that guy not only a good good great hockey player but a pretty goddamn cool person from what it seems I don't know him but you know what I mean yeah he he seems like a really down to earth kind person yeah so um <clears throat> Holpe was out Oshi, TVR and Dowd also out uh on the injuries that we talked about before so yeah I mean at this point like we're down a defenseman we're down TJ Oshi, who you know um I think that Caps Twitter has some serious reservations about his durability as he ages I I really really just hope that this is just like a just a bad stretch for TJ. We have him for some uh, for several more years. Um, I think that he's been one of the more solid a- acquisitions. I loved um, I loved it when we traded for him. So I thought that was a huge move. Um, and and to see him be a little bit more injury prone at this point in his career. I'm just, I'm hoping that he gets through it, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, he's, he, you can tell when he's in the lineup. I mean, the team plays differently. Um, he's always making an impact. Uh, having him there really is just, I mean, he hasn't been there as long, but it's like having OV and Koozie and Backy in the lineup. Yeah. I mean, he's an incredibly impactful player. He adds like a whole new threat to the offensive part of the game, and he's an he's a great forechecker, and he's still physically physical guy. I mean, I mean, he's a physical presence out there. He's not huge or anything, but he's still a strong skater and a and a relentless on the puck. And then to have the hands and the finishing ability that he's really kind of come into in DC. You know, I mean, you look at. TJ Oshie in St. Louis, and he was always a top player there, right? Um, he was a player that, you know, the team started to build around. And then when they shipped him to DC, it was a really big question mark. Like, is he going to be able to do, replicate the success that he's had with the Blues? And if so, like, I think that most people would have been happy with that. But he's found a whole nother higher echelon to his game since coming to DC, you know, um, of course, you know, like the hands and the shootout ability was always something, but, um, you know, his, his chemistry and his ability on the power play, uh, and his scoring ability just on five on five has all increased since coming to DC. Yeah. I mean, he really found a new gear, I think when he came over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, good start for the Caps. I think the Caps, and I didn't get to watch all of this game. I watched some highlights, but the Caps seem to have played a pretty good game. It just wasn't going their way. Maybe they used up all their puck luck uh, with the Columbus game. Um, but a pretty good start. Radulov tipped in the first goal uh, of the game, two and a half minutes in. Rope Hints, you know, uh, kind of a young stud for Dallas, scored a power play goal. Uh, Caps find themselves in a hole. 2 nothing after the first, and Dallas hit the post twice. This could have easily been 4 nothing. The Caps weren't doing VTech any favors on the defensive side of the puck. Uh, after 0-3 on the power play, though, early in the second, Ovi scores his 12th, 40, scores his 40, 40th goal of the season, the 12th 40-goal season, tied with Wayne Gretzky for the most in NHL history. 
Uh, Hintz grabbed a second of the game midway in the third, an Orlov snipe, um, and then a Jamie Benn cheap shot finished the game, and we just couldn't get it done. I cannot believe the league did not look at that Jamie Benn. Uh, they'd looked at it. Let me get it. They looked at it and decided still not to, like, at least find the motherfucker. Yeah, it's pretty brutal that nothing came out of it. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a pretty solid, I don't know, stick check, cross check to the left hip of Carlson. And John Carlson was irate after that. I mean, that's a dangerous fucking play and is from behind. Uh, Jamie Ben knew exactly what he was doing there. Oh, yeah, he did. It was, I mean, but, and, you know, they're coming down fast and heading towards the boards and the net. Like, there was plenty of stuff that could have really hurt him. Yeah. And, I mean, you've long held Jamie Benn in, like, top three scumbags of the league status. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, just watch watch the Stars play. You'll, you'll find plenty of Jamie Benn stuff to be upset about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I agree. Uh, I mean, this is, it's crazy that the league didn't do something here. I, you know, anymore, it's just like, what the fuck the refs even doing out there? What is the, what is the league's real stance on these things? I mean, you could have probably classified this as, a, as somewhat of a cross check. The thing that they didn't want to, you know, uh, you know, they, something that the league came out and had us hard stance against, like for the first like 40 games of the season, 20 games of the season. And then it's almost like, oh, well, uh, only when it does, only when it's something crazy to a high profile player, are they going to put the hammer really down, like in the Austin Matthews case. But that was a clear scumbag move anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't avoid that one. Yeah. Right. That was a no brainer. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, you know, you look at these Western teams here, especially in the Central Division, the Washington Capitals have not been good because we go into, uh, we go back to D.C. and the Blues come to town uh, on the 22nd, which is just a couple days after uh, our our home game against, uh, the for the home game loss with Dallas. And we dropped that game 5-2. Five to, five to two. So if you look at the Blues right now, the Blues are a contender. Um currently sitting in the first wild card spot, but that could change by tomorrow. And uh, Dallas is so close to knocking Vegas out of playoff contention. So both of these teams, I would say, were contenders. Obviously, the Blues were a much more um, solid contender, I would say, and they showed it. Uh, Kuznetsov, you know, again, the revenge tour is staying strong. First goal of the game on the power play, assisted by Carlson Wilson. Rest of the period, kind of back and forth. Saad, who has a lot of luck against the Washington Capitals, uh, scored. And Willie got his 19th of the season. Ryan O'Reilly tied the game on a late power play goal. Uh, this Wilson goal was the feed for Mantha, wasn't it? Yeah. Believe, yeah. Yeah. Like, so Mantha turns on the Jets and feeds a wide open Willie. Uh who who buries and you know this is just the most recent case that Anthony Mantha has found some real chemistry on this team especially with Tom Wilson and I mean that is just so much meat charging at such a high rate of speed at at your own net that's got to be intimidating in any case to see guys that large move that quick with that good a hand and finishing ability oh yeah terrifying I mean I'd be I'd be going through the the door, getting yeah. off the ice. <laughs> I can't think like the two on one develops at their own blue line, and you just like go for a change. You're the only defenseman back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not taking this minus, dude. I'd rather just give up. Um, the uh, but I mean that's got to be one of the more intimidating two on ones you have to deal with. I mean you can't overcommit to any side, and you just know you're probably going to get undressed. Um, so, I love to see it. I love. I think that they should probably stay on a line, huh? Yeah, Willie and, I, Willie I like and them. I like them together a lot, and having Backy in the middle, I I think it's a, a nice balance. Yeah, and that as like a second line could be a pretty solid shutdown line too. You know, um, I think Mantha's pretty much an even defensively. I think 
Backstrom is a good defensive player and Wilson's a really good defensive player. So I like to see it. And that's probably why they've been sticking Marcus Johansson up on that first line with TJ Oshie out because he's going to be a more finesse feeder for Ovechkin on that first line, maybe than what, uh, versus what Tom Wilson would be doing. Yeah. Something of note, Stanley Cup champion, first Australian born, uh, player Nathan Walker had the game winning goal midway in the second. Uh, Braden Shin got another one for St. Louis with three minutes left, but that's a former cap, Nathan Walker. Again, love to see that he's still in the league and, and relevant. Um, I don't think he's gotten into many games with St. Louis, but they put him into this one and he showed why he deserves to be there. And again, it's just really cool to see a, uh, a non-hockey country producing an NHLer. He's the first and, uh, and only Australian. Yeah, pretty crazy. It is. It is. Um, David Perron, who I had on my fantasy bench this game, got an empty netter to top it off. And this is where – oh, so this was the – was this the game that Hathaway was eventually fined on? It wasn't the, the yeah. Carolina game? Yeah, I think it was this one. Okay, so I think last episode we talked about Hathaway getting fined um, for diving, embellishment, slash diving, diving slash embellishment under Rule 67. $2,000 from his salary is forfeited for a dive in this game, which is bullshit. And we already said that. So, um, All right, moving on. The 25th, just a couple days ago, uh, in upstate, western, western New York, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Washington Capitals, you know, have a bad habit of playing down, I think, to teams, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a real consistency they have. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, we end up winning this game four to three. I thought Buffalo's goalie, and I believe his name's Tokarski, uh, played a, a very solid game. Uh, the Caps scored the first goal midway through the first via, I mean, this passing play, dude incredible uh it went wilson backstrom and then the finish forehand backhand by mantha it was uh willie comes in on the left dishes to the trailer because mantha's going in first you thought mantha might get this puck but instead backstrom gets it takes it just wide by like one stride and then just dime pass to uh anthony mantha's forehand and mantha just goes forehand like receives the puck forehand Goes backhand, skates cross crease, and roofs it on the backhand there. Um, that's a goal in any league. Yeah. It was oh, gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, all of this happening within two seconds, incredible. Really, really top-notch hockey, to be completely honest. And, again, that's two games in a row where we see just some, you know, mind-blowing plays involving Mantha and uh, – uh, Wilson and that second line in general. Um, so that was great. Uh, Ovi had a solid chance a few minutes later, but the ref uh, missed a trip. Uh, the refs were bad, I think, this game in general. Uh, Skinner ends up tying it up on a backhand with 4-11 left. <sighs> Let's talk about this one. I mean, okay, it's a little bit of confusion, that front, front presence, but Samsonov left completely guessing here. As usual. And, I mean, it was a good backhand. I mean, there's a good play by Skinner. He, instead of going to the net, takes it high and then just lets a, a hope and prayer backhand go. And I don't even think it touched anybody. It just was a good shot. Um, and it squeaks in on Samsonov, who was screened. But for a big guy, he made himself look really small in that situation. Yeah, but I, mean, I think more credit goes to to Skinner here. It was a uh, vintage Skinner. It, it was a really nice play. Yeah. All right. So we'll let him off the hook here for this one. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll roast Sammy here in a second though, because uh, Jensen makes it two one with a laser. Uh, was a short side, uh, just takes the puck, takes a look, stutter steps and just rifles it. Uh, the caps are doing a good job getting bodies of the net, uh, really obstructing the goalie's view. 
uh, and then just under 10 minutes in, Skinner buries his second goal, the 26th on the season. And 20, two and a half minutes later, Olafsson takes it in and makes it a uh, 3-2 game. Now, this was the goal that, that I had a problem with. I mean, it it went right through Samsonov, and it was from a really bad angle. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, I think – I mean, that's just soft as fuck. I – I and that's Samsonov, right? Or at least how we know him, giving up that leaky goal at the worst possible time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it made things look pretty bleak for the Caps. Yeah, so down three two. Uh, three thirteen left in the second, and Ovi rips a clapper right off Kuzi to win. Uh, it's like not even like a full slap shot, just kind of like a, a golf pitch snapper um, right off the koozie faceoff win, far side, top titties. Very nice. Very nice. And that's yeah. what, number 41 on the season for Ovechkin? That's 41. Yeah. Really great stuff. Caps got it out. Good team win. You know, uh, things looked bad. They were down and they bounced back in the third to win it, which we should be beating Buffalo every time. Let's be honest. Yeah, we should. And, Especially you know, you look at Jack Eichel. Yeah, exactly. And you look at this win, 4-3, you know, Samsonov gives up two acceptable goals and one just real soft one. This, I think that, it, with that context, a 4-2 win is night and day to a 4-3 win, knowing that information, that Samsonov is going to give up a late period set, a late period goal through the five hole at no angle. I'm really just pouring on the hate on Sammy right now. Yeah. What else is new? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, I don't – I. I just don't believe he's the future. Yeah, I don't think he is either. At least not right now. But hey, look, you know, how long did it take Vasilevsky to figure it out? And now he's back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. So, uh, overall, I think that Samsonov has a high ceiling. But I feel like his highlight saves are like 80% self-inflicted. You know? Yeah. He favors dropping his stick. He favors, like, being way too aggressive in situations where he shouldn't be. And he relies a lot on that athletic ability. I just wish that he would just up that technical stuff, his technical prowess, just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Some pretty deep, deep uh, analysis there, Polly. Yeah. If, well, I mean, I, I I agree with what you're saying. If you're going to if you're going into the playoffs right now, who's your starter? Vtech. But you've never come off the Vtech starter bus since Vtech's hit the team. You know, you've been on the Vtech bus right since uh, the whole COVID shit and like last year when when we didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked Vtech. I yeah. think. I don't know. I just I, I think he's he's more sustainable. Right. I, I, he's def- definitely technically more solid, I would say. Um, <clears throat> all right. So then this brings us up to the 26th, which was Saturday. New Jersey. A close game again uh, against a team that we should, you know, pretty be pretty dominant here. Um, it was a 4-3 win. Scoreless first period. Two goals in the first three minutes of the second, though. Jack Hughes buries Arister, and then St. Thomas answers with one of his own. New Jersey took the lead uh, into the break after the Severson goal. We were actually at a party during this game, so you know we didn't. We both didn't watch it. Did you didn't watch any of it? Did you? No. Okay, so uh, looks like a sweet passing play from Carlson to Schultz, and then a finish by McMichael tied the game back at two late in or early into the third, and then Backstrom scores take the lead. Uh, Capital One through Apples on the ice that they were given out to commemorate the thousand points. Uh, (laughs) 
uh, I saw pictures of the ice. It looked like mayhem. I mean, people – imagine being that first guy that throws the apple. Right. Yeah, you just start this insane, dumbass thing where everybody's throwing these apples. Um, and then Kuznetsov finds Ovi for a backdoor tap-in on the power play in the second half of the third, which was the game winner as Brat ended up scoring uh, a third for for New Jersey in the final minute and likely a man-up situation. So, you know... Um, this this is probably a game where the Caps were a little better than the score indicated, um, whereas in Columbus we were probably a little less better than the score indicated with the 7-2 blowout. But uh, honestly, I mean, taking these division wins are what we need to do uh, down the stretch, and who cares if we win by one? The win is what matters. We need those two points. Points are incredibly precious at this point um, in the season. Do you expect, Polly? as this concludes our breakdown of the last two weeks, bringing us into present day, do you expect the, the Washington Capitals to end the season in the very last Eastern Conference wildcard spot? Um, no, I mean, I think they still have a chance to maybe get that third spot in the division or maybe just get the, the second or the first wildcard spot. And it really just – they have time – to make uh, to to improve their standing, so uh, I think they have the the ability to do it, but I also think it is very on par that they would stay where they are. Gotcha. So I think they can, um, but I think it's very much up in the air. Absolutely. Um, so in the past. 10 games were like 7, 2, and 1, I believe. Uh, I would say that's a trend in the right direction. If we can continue that pace oh. for the for the end of the season, I agree with you. I think that we'll probably get that second wild card spot, keeping in mind that Toronto is only one point of, ahead of us right now. So I'm thinking... I'm thinking that at best we get to that third uh, Metro spot, but the Pittsburgh Penguins are about to run through the freaking meat grinder. They've got Carolina, or they've got the Avalanche at a home-and-home series this this month, um, and then the Wild, and I'm pretty sure that they're just they're just playing contenders back to like basically down the stretch. So as we've seen, the Pittsburgh Penguins are not winning against. Uh, you know, cont- like you know, actual contenders, and but they are doing work as they should against. They're they're beating the teams that they should, you know. But the teams that are maybe a coin toss, they're losing to. So if they can keep that up, that'd be awesome. Toronto as well. <laughs> Who the hell knows what's up with Toronto? Um, you know, they have three games in hand on the Caps though, and they're a point ahead. So. There, I see them, you know, them in Boston battling it out. But you look at Boston, you look at New York um, and Tampa Bay, and all of those teams are well, well within the mix. Now, I'm looking at the standings. If we do end uh, the season in the number two wildcard spot, we would play Florida first round. I don't like that. <laughs> but Carolina is one point behind Florida. And Florida has but Florida has one game in hand. So it could be Carolina. So let me just list these teams. We've got Florida, Tampa Bay, Boston, Carolina, Pittsburgh, New York, Rangers, and Toronto Maple Leafs. I think I've got a I think I'm here with you. I think that if of any of those teams and of re- in recent light, I'd rather see a Carolina-Washington series first round than anyone else. I mean, especially with the way the Caps have played against them this season. Right. Now, <laughs> we play them tonight, so <laughs> who knows what the hell is going to – like if they come out and just like absolutely dominate, uh, we'll be 
maybe changing our tune a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we're down the stretch again. Uh, 67 games we've played. 82 is the final marker. It's grind time. Do you do you see the Washington Capitals making a deep run? Uh, logically, no. But I'd love to be wrong. Yeah. And, again, we've got a lot of injuries, too. So we don't even know what the freaking playoff roster is going to look like. Um, one thing that I think the Cavs fans can look forward to, though, is seeing Vitek Vanacek in a clear number one position going into the playoffs, of course, as long as he doesn't self-implode. Uh, which I think he deserved that last year and didn't happen in what we had to go with, like, old Craig, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he got... He got hurt, and then old Craig stepped in for a few games. Right. Until Samsonov came back. And then Samsonov blew it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see Vitek get what he deserves, getting that first playoff um, series in. And I think that I'm going to have to take my homer-tum, homerdom and – cast it aside and say that if the Washington Capitals win one playoff series this season, that's good. Yeah. You know, we'll make the playoffs. I think that that's solid. I think that we'll, we'll definitely make the playoffs. I don't think that there's anything that's going to change that. Um, if we win a single playoff series though, uh, it's going to be huge. That's a big, that's a really big uh, accomplishment for this team as it stands right now. Though, you look at it and how the seeding goes, and are do do you know if they're going to reseed after every round again this year? Uh, I haven't. I don't know. That just came into my head because last year, last couple of years, they reseeded every time, right? Because of COVID. Oh, they might not have done it last year though. The reseeding, I think they just did it during the bubble. Um, so they're back to what they were doing before the bubble. Um, so it'll be, uh, this little snippet's not helpful. Um, and so that'll just be like, however you seed, we're not reseeding after every round. Yeah. So now, now let's, now I'm putting my home rhythm back in and saying, Okay, let's say we get Florida or Carolina and the Caps actually upset and win that series. That would leave on the table either a Carolina or a Florida and then we would have to play either one of those teams in the second round. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'm yeah. just yeah, maybe I'm just right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big ask on the Caps. Yeah. Um, God forbid the Penguins win the division. Because that could be another bullshit wrench into the story. If we have to square off against the Penguins in the first round. I think we could beat them. Uh, but that leaves like these really strong teams like Florida or Carolina that we would have to get through at least one of them to in the second round to like move forward. Yeah. I uh, I would prefer to not play the Penguins ever again. In the <laughs> right. Uh, it's just okay. setting yourself up pain. Right. Exactly. All right. All right. So so now, third, Devil's Advocate. Both top tier teams, one and two in in the Eastern Conference, both of them get upset. So Toronto at this point beats Carolina. Caps beat. Um. Florida. That would pit us against uh, Pittsburgh in the second round, uh, or possibly Tampa Bay. God damn! I I can't. I cannot. Even when I'm doing these mental gymnastics to try to make it sound good, I cannot. No, no, I no, no there's nothing fun here. <laughs> yeah, this just sounds painful. I mean, I don't. I do not know. I and. Hey, 
Vitek, I don't know if he's got it in him to steal. You know, I say what you need a goalie in a Stanley Cup winning team in the playoffs has to steal four games. Now he can steal them at any point, but he has to steal four minimum. Do you see? I don't see Vitek Vanacek stealing six for us. Uh, so yeesh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't see him stealing three. To be completely honest. Yes, yeah, I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. All right. Well, this this I keep trying to find like how do the Caps like come out of this? And even in my wildest fantasies, I'm still coming up empty. Um, I don't think I felt this bad about a, a Washington Capitals team in going into the playoffs in a long time. What about you? I'm definitely not hopeful. Uh, 2019, I had delusions of a repeat, and then in the bubble, I thought it's anyone's tournament, and yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I've been much more positive in the in the past compared to now. Yeah, I think reality is finally setting in for me, um, and I hate it, <laughs> but you know, um, maybe we'll get a decent draft pick out of it next season. I'm not sure. Um, I hate to be a negative Nancy here, but yeah, I think that if the caps win a single playoff series, it it should be looked at as a pretty strong accomplishment on the season. Um, Plus keep in mind caps fans. We also have the vastly more important, uh, more important stat. And that is Ovechkin goal totals. And that is incredibly healthy. Ovi's eye in a 50 goal season. If he can continue to score. Yeah. I mean, that's what's important. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like, you know, one hat trick in a multi-goal game, five, five goals there. Yeah. And then just needs four more through the rest of the season to hit 50. Um, I'm trying to see real quick. I'll see who is the actual stat leader right now. And, Connor McDavid has points at 97 points. Jesus Christ. And Dreisaitl has 94 points. Johnny Gaudreau coming out of nowhere with 90. Jonathan Huberto, 89. Um, Kyle Connor, 82. Kachuk, 82. I mean, speaking of the Flames, in the top, you know, five, they have two of the leading goal scorer, or leading scorers overall in the league by points. Uh, then, you know, you have Austin, Austin Matthews. Ovestian's got 78 total points. I mean, he's getting beat out by Roman Yossi, who's a stud. And, surprise, Nazem Kadri, 79 points. Yeah, man, he's hot. Um, I'm surprised to see, like, McKinnon not... I mean, he's got the... I think he's the, lead, he's the leading scorer on the team. Kadri is. Who'd have yeah, thunk it? That's why he got his all-star appearance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> goals, 47 is the, is the tippy top of the echelon here. And Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews are tied there. Chris Kreider's fallen off a little bit after coming out of nowhere with 44. Ovechkin with 42. Kyle Connor with 41. Pasternak, 37. Alex DeBrincat with 37. Philip Forsberg with 36. And Connor McMichael... Uh, and Kirill Kaprasov both tied at 35. Uh, Elias Lindholm, 34. Uh, good God, man. I mean, <clears throat> I only bring up the Philip Forsberg thing because imagine if the Caps would have kept him. Oh, man. Could have been some some very fun times. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think I was listening to the All's Caps uh, podcast with Carl Alsner when he had uh, the trainer for the Caps on. I forget his name. But uh, he was like, you know, I can't wait. I, 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 and I think it was him that was saying it. But, like, there was more stuff about Philip Forsberg that the Washington Capitals organization did not like. And they're never going to tell you. No GM's going to tell you. It's going to be, like, ten years until this surfaces. But I would love to hear the true reasoning as to why we shipped that guy away from Arnie Red. It had to be something. 
Had to be something bad, yeah. like character-wise. Yeah, give me some juicy details. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> All right, well, Polly, you got anything else? I mean, I think we've blabbed off enough. Uh, sorry to be a downer, Caps fans, about the our realistic thoughts about the playoffs, but it should be a fun ride in any sense um, watching how these playoffs pan out. Um, and, you know, let's just – it, it, at the very least, like we could maybe take pleasure in seeing the Penguins not win another cup. Oh, yeah, I just put that out there. <clears throat> Ugh, I just said that, and I feel like that negative karma is like gonna do something in favor for the Penguins. So now I'm like feeling really bad about it. Yeah, great job. Fuck. All right. Well, if you've got nothing else, I think we should just cut it here. What do you think? Yeah, let's call it a day. All right. Caps fans, thanks for tuning in as always. If you like the podcast, uh, you know, do us a favor. Go on to wherever you can rate us and give us five stars only. Five stars only. Until next week, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming where we do, we'll break down the very short week that we're going to have only two games and we might not even cover the second one because of the times that we record for this next week as we walk into this kind of like bye week that we're we're doing for the Washington Capitals hopefully they can rest up get some guys back like TJ Oshie TVR Nick Dowd maybe even Hags um, and uh, roll into the rest of the stretch and see what happens in April until next week Hockey Troll Polly Cupcakes signing off bye Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>